Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, remember Rocket Can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. And damn, am I getting tired of doing these shows. Which maybe now, maybe that means I'm starting to get it. Maybe in what we do, that means we're starting to get it. A lot of strife over the last week, and I I remember doing these shows. This would have been early June, late May. And I remember what I said then, and, and it hasn't changed. For myself, it hasn't changed. When we do this, when we talk to you about sports, we start and we start to act like we are experts on sports. We trick ourselves into thinking we're experts on everything. We're not. I'm not. And I know that a lot of the guys who do this are not. Actually, all the guys who do this and women who do this, they're not experts on everything. And I think a lot of the people I'm talking to probably feel a little bit like me. Maybe even a little bit split. Because I saw the video. I saw both the videos this week, just like a lot of other people did. I have my thoughts on both those videos. I don't know why a 17-year-old was there with an AR-15 in the first place. I don't know why they had to shoot seven times. I don't know why he he insisted on going back to his car when we are told from the day we start driving school you're not supposed to go back to your car. I don't know why he had to be shot seven times. There's plenty of questions, and I think a lot of people maybe I'm 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 wondering because remember I don't have the answers. I can't pretend to. I wonder if a lot of people feel me, like me, where there is a bit of a split. I've read about Jacob Blake. I I can't say that he he is a wonderful guy. I have no idea. I'm a little bit afraid the things that I'm reading about that I I have read when I've been tooling around on the Internet here, I wonder if that's even real. I get nervous about that. I don't want to sit there and say things that I don't know are 100% fact. Not a chance in hell, especially in this climate. Over the last eight years, and I mean eight years, With what we've seen on social media, you think I'm willing to go out there with any of those things and think that those things are facts? You are nuts. Absolutely nuts. And my first thought was, man, I'm getting tired of doing these shows. Yeah, well, you know what? They're getting tired of being upset. They're getting tired of being nervous. People are getting tired of having to fight on one side or the other when you really know that a lot of us are split. I have police officers who are close friends. I have police officers who are family members. 
and I think that they are fit to be tied. I think they are terrified every single day. I think they're terrified of one, that, yeah, it's, it's a dangerous job. And the other part of it is, is if they're going to ruin their life or, or start riots or do something terrible just because they're nervous and they might not know how to react in a lot of these cases. And then I have friends who are black men in America that are afraid to go out, that read these stories and are upset, that become driven to tears, because it's not just about, and, and, and I know, well, gosh, Jacob Blake is this, Jacob Blake is that. Folks, if we've learned anything, it ain't just about Jacob Blake. It isn't about Jacob. Doc Rivers was not crying over Jacob Blake. He was crying over nearly 60 years of what he's known and what he's learned. That's what Doc Rivers was upset about earlier this week. This isn't just about that situation. This ain't about it. And when I bring up my friends and my family who are police officers and I bring up my friends who are black men in America, I tell you what, I don't know either of their experiences. I can, I can lend an ear and I can hear them, but I don't know. I don't know if it does any good to even hear them because I think that we go on social media and we get, we get so, so focused on what we believe is right and what we believe is wrong and how, remember, I've said this a million times over, nobody ever believes they've lost a fight on the Internet. No one ever believes that. Even though when you get in a fight on the internet, everybody loses because it's a fight on the internet and it never wins and it never loses. Everybody else just looks dumber, including the people fighting about it. And we think that we're making some sort of a change on the internet and really, truly, we're not. We think we are, but we're really not. And it, it's become one great big prize of who can get the most retweets and who can get the most views and, and who can get the most likes and who can dunk on somebody. And, and none of it matters. None of it's real. It's not real. What is real is our relationships. And for me to expose to you and to tell you point blank, again, I have family members who are on police departments. I have friends who are on police departments. I have friends who are black men in America, and I don't know their lives. I don't. I can listen. I don't know. So how am I supposed to say that what you're feeling, if you're a black man calling me from wherever you are in the country today, how am I supposed to say you're wrong? If you're a police officer and you've had to deal and you've gone into the same neighborhoods and had to deal with the same people over and over and over again, and over time that makes you bitter, over time that makes you quick to judge, because you've seen the same scenarios over and over again, and it embitters you over time. How am I supposed to say that I understand? And so I think for a lot of us, we're kind of stuck in the same spot. And a lot of the people that we've seen throughout the last 48, 72 hours, 36, whatever it could be, over the last months, over the last years, boy, we are quick to draw conclusions, aren't we? Boy, we just love our one sentence, boom, gotcha, because again, none of it's real. It's not real. What I what we write on the internet, it's not real. What you feel is real. What you can understand, what you can talk through, what you can get to each other with and, and actually have a conversation and develop some sort of understanding. Folks, that is real. None of this is real. It's not. It's all in our fantasy land. Both sides. It's all in our fantasy land online. And I read some things this week that I just I couldn't believe. I heard some calls this week that I, I couldn't believe. And when the NBA decides that they are going to sit out a day or sit out a couple of days, yes, that affects our business, and it's something that we need to talk about. And the overarching thing, if I can make one statement before we get off going on this, 
you may be on the other side, but you ain't quitting your job either. So I don't want to hear about, well, these NBA players, yeah. They took a day off. They still need a paycheck. Look, we see what's important to them. Money's important to them. Is money important to you? Money important to you? Think so. Would you take a day off? Would you quit your job over it? I don't think you would. They don't need to quit their jobs over it. NBA players don't need to quit their jobs over this. They made their statement. Bunch of overpaid weenies, bunch of millionaires crying and whining. They're from the same backgrounds that we've been talking about here over this last year and really for the last eight years. They're from the same backgrounds. They come from the same communities. They were able to, because they were good at basketball, because people believed in them, because they had good coaching, they were able to get to the NBA. This is how they feel they're giving back. And honestly, you won't be so upset about a bunch of millionaires. When's the last time you sat there and listened to an anonymous poor person tell you about racial injustice and about sociological injustice and you actually gave them the time of day? Ain't a chance in hell you ever did. We don't listen to them. They've been doing this since longer than I've been alive, and they've been doing it for a long, long, long time. Both sides, protection, going after protection, going after people, going after voting rights. It's been going on for a very long period of time. This has been going on since before a lot of people were listening were even born and will probably continue for some time until we actually open our ears and we actually listen to each other. And I'm going to go off on a bunch of millionaires who wanted to take a day off. That is the dumbest bleeping thing I could possibly think of today. Thank goodness somebody finally did something. And I mean that. The NBA's got a lot of problems. And I'm critical of the NBA. I don't think the NBA does everything right. I think before all this, the NBA, when you're looking at their problems that they have with ratings, we got into this even last week, and hell, the week before now that I think about it, The problems that the NBA has with ratings is not just based on this. Hell no, it's not based on this. We get nervous that players have that much power where they don't, where when they do want quality of life, they might not want to be in our cities. And I don't think that's a great thing for the NBA. I really don't. Uh, uh, far, Far away from this, I don't think that's a good thing. The NFL, guys get quality of life, guys get their money, guys get their voice. And we also know that over time, they'll probably stay with our favorite team and we can cheer for them. And they have their platform and they can speak from their platform and have a very platform in the NFL and Major League Baseball over these last 36, 48 hours. Plenty of people have done it. The NBA has more problems than just this. I'll, I'll always talk about the NBA and the problems that they have. But this, if you think that this is a problem, sorry, you are a product of a bygone era. This is what athletics are. This is what professional athletics are. Because it's been far too long and we've had far too many opportunities to listen to people that we didn't want to listen to before because we just didn't find them interesting because we just have our own lives and we don't want to care. We want to get back to zero. We want to get back to normal. But when guys that I pay attention to every single day have something to say, okay, now I'm going to listen. And you may disagree with the message. You may disagree with how the message is offered. But you're talking now. The intent was to quit basketball. The, the intent was to quit their jobs. To deny themselves a livelihood. Really? If you feel the exact opposite way, would you quit for that cause? 
I don't think anybody would. I don't fault them for going back and playing basketball. Hell. They got a conversation started. And they've continued that conversation. And I'll give you an hour of that conversation today. We got other things we have to get to today. We're going to be talking NFL later today. I got the five teams that have the most approved, the five teams that have the least approved going into 2020. I like to do it every single year. I got Bill Bender from the Sporting News to talk about Big Ten college football. And somehow the science has changed. I don't know how. They claim science and heart conditions, and all of a sudden they're able to play on Thanksgiving. That's interesting to me. Going after the college football coaches who want their teams to have a season. I don't know what else a college football coach is supposed to do, but we'll get into that coming up in about an hour. I got an hour for it. Because it is important to bring up. It's an important to bring up even a little bit later on when B.J. Armstrong joins us at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. But it's the same show every few months. And that's probably a good thing. Because the more I get tired of it, the more the message starts to get pervaded to me about what maybe, just maybe, what another side's going through. Maybe, just maybe, what another person is going through. So if that gets conveyed to me, even through this, then... Whatever you think protest is supposed to do, whether they're supposed to quit their jobs or never play basketball again, that is faulty logic. The point of this was to get a conversation started, and it started a conversation. And I'll have that conversation with anybody, and I'll listen to anybody because I've never been a cop. I got family members who are police officers. I've never been a black man. I have friends who are black men in America. I can't share their experiences. I don't know. I got friends who are both. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did. I never will. And I don't have answers. And it's not as simple as, it's not as simple as you always trust the person who you're apprehending. And it's not as simple as if you just do what you're told, you're not going to get in trouble. It is not that simple. Again, I know we like to do that on the internet. We like to go to meme land and make things simple for each other. That's not the case. It's not the case here. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. For the right now, if you do want to talk NBA, for the right now, this isn't great for the NBA right now. I think for the long term, it could be better for the NBA. The fan who was upset with the NBA probably wasn't watching to begin with. A lot of people said they were done with the NBA, might have been upset by them walking off the floor. Well, if we weren't done with it, if we were already done with the NBA, what's the point? But for the folks that are done with the NBA, I still think there are people. And, yes, they will take a hit by this no matter what. We're talking about Ethan Strauss said over the last eight years there's been a 40-plus percent drop in ratings. There's plenty of reasons for that. The NBA is taking a hit, and they will take a hit on this one. There is no doubt. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden have a huge jump in ratings. There's always a possibility. I don't think they're going to have a huge jump in ratings after this. There's going to be a hit. But for the long term, how much better is this? How much better is this that there's hopefully someday an understanding? Because the people that are hardcore NBA fans, they are now entrenched. They're behind their players. They love their players. They support their players. They support their teams if there's both. The hardcore NBA fan is never leaving now. And the folks who say they're done over the next 10 years, Am I really going to be done if my team's really good? Am I not going to watch over this in 10 years? 
And for the younger generation, will they not watch over this in 10 years? There will be a hit, and it will continue totally. Absolutely it will continue. But for the health of the league, is this going to be better? Because this era, it's not going away. The silent athlete, the quote-unquote Republicans buy shoes too, Tiger Woods not standing out at his own, telling guys like Trevor Bauer to be quiet because we can do it on both sides, folks. There are Republicans. There are Democrats who play both sports. There are Libertarians who play all the sports. We can do it on every single side. The day of the quiet athlete is over. The day of the athlete just going out for entertainment is over. Stick to sports is done. It's done. It's never coming back. There will be a time, yeah, in about an hour from now. It'll all cool. I'll, I'll cool it back a little bit and. We'll talk about some other things. We'll talk about this again. And then over time, we'll probably get back to some sports unless something like this happens again, and we will talk about this again as long as we need to until there is some sort of a change or some sort of, not even a chance to change, but an understanding that can be come to. Because I I don't know if it's going to get better or if it's going to get worse for the near future. I I wonder if it's going to get worse. You're seeing police departments losing people in droves. Standards have to be lessened to bring police department or bring police officers in because they need to fill those numbers. Are we going to get better cops in the future? That's a fear I have. That's a sincere fear I have. But if we can build some understanding amongst the sports community, well, maybe we can do a little bit better, or we can take steps to do a little bit better. Because I don't think there's any NBA player who thought the other day that they were going to fix all this just by walking off the floor. Again, that's a pretty asinine statement to think of. But if this is something that can be changed little by little over time, because big societal generational changes take time, if this is something that can take time and actually work, then we'll be better for it. And yes, we might want to pay attention to big-time overpaid millionaires who've been coddled. At least that's what we think. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Are we really done with the NBA? We'll get to you guys coming up. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. I can't pretend to have answers. I'm not going to. Ain't going to happen. I, th- I do think a lot of people, I get on social media and it feels like it's 50-50. It's either side. I think there's a lot more people that are probably like me and who are confused. But I can't claim to sit here and no answers for this. I don't. I wish I did. I don't. If I did, I'd probably let everybody know and we could find a way to get out of this. But there's not a chance. There's not a chance. So we'll get to some of these calls here. I, I, I give the first hour, and then Bill Bender will join us, 11.40 this morning, Eastern time. Worker shoot coming up 12.20 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 12.40 p.m. Eastern after him, or after that, B.J. Armstrong going to join us. Analyst, agent, fine NBA player in his own right. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about what's the future of the NBA, what's next in free agency. I know there's certain things that he can and can't say since he is an agent, which that might be fun to see him dance around some of that type of thing because there's going to be a couple of questions that we could speak in generalities. If there's any sort of a client question, I'm sure I'll stick, I'll stay away from with BJ, but BJ's been on before. He's a great guest, and we're looking forward to having him on coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern. And, yeah, this, this Big Ten thing, 
we will get to some other sports as well. This Big Ten thing and about, well, you know, maybe we can go back to Thanksgiving. Listen, if you could play in Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, you might be able to play in September. Can you play in October? If you're able to play on Thanksgiving, why can't you play in September or October? But we'll get to that coming up at 11 o'clock Eastern. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. But I, I have to bear it every single time we do this. And I said at the beginning of the show, and I mean it. Well, maybe I'm starting to get the point. Because if I'm so damn tired of doing these damn shows, then maybe I'll understand what people are starting to go through here. Maybe I'll start to get some understanding. Because for me to sit here and pretend and tell you I do, God, that's disgusting. David, Buffalo, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. David, go ahead. Hey, Ken, I appreciate you taking my call this morning, man. Um, You know, I I think this whole thing really comes down to, you know, the owners need to step up and the owners need to, you know, really get involved because these are the guys with, with the deep pockets. I mean, some of these guys have a bottomless pit of money, and they got to show that, hey, they're, they're players – are more than just commodities for them. These guys went out and they did what they did, and, and they're the starting point of these discussions, and you're trying to take change and make a big change in society, which is going to be really hard. But a lot of these owners are connected to politicians and they're connected to people you know, who really make big-time decisions in the real world, and these owners need to you know, go out on a limb, and they need to get more involved. They can't stand in the background, and I, I think that's something that probably these players and the NBA talked about in these meetings, uh, you know, down there at Disney World. Um, so I think the owners need to be more out front and not so far in the background, in, in my opinion. So uh, I hope you hit them well on Tuesday, man. I heard you got out at Valley of the Eagles. Uh, shout out to my man Barry Friedman. I heard that course is looking really good and it's in good shape. So. Uh, uh, real quick on that, David, it's really starting to shape up and look good. I actually did hit some decent shots. Nice, I, I man. felt a lot better. I felt good. a lot better, David. Awesome, dude. That's good to hear, bud. Uh, so, yeah, good to be back on with you, dude. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to football season here in a couple weeks. And uh, talk to you soon, man. Glad to have you, David. David and Buffalo joining us on the show. I, I, from what David said first, so first off, I did hit some really good golf shots. Aside from that, when we bring up owners, it's, it's difficult because I, I want to try to get everybody's perspective, even owners' perspectives. And I know I don't have anything in common with an owner. I don't need to defend billionaires. They got enough to defend themselves. If you're an owner, I think that NBA owners are very nervous right now. I think that they see numbers falling. I think that they are afraid of, because someday we will be allowed to have fans back in these arenas. Will there be fans in their arenas? What will this do? They look at dollars and cents. They look at jobs that they have to continue to have. They look at profit they have to continue to make. They will think of themselves first and foremost, obviously, their owners. But there's also jobs that they need to protect on that. You don't want to have to have to let people go. But for the long term, is this better for the NBA? It may very well be. There are other hoops that the NBA has to jump through. You have to get to a level where regular people, and I'm not talking about what's going on in America right now. I'm talking about the sport, the NBA, as, as its own entity. You have to get to a level where regular people believe in you. When I'm talking about the regular person, not the person who just loves players, loves the NBA, and is going to – you got them anyway. The basketball fan you have. The basketball fan who's young, they may love Steph Curry, they may love Giannis, they may start to love Dane, they may love the that's, – that's one thing. You got them. That's fine. And they'll come and they'll spend their money. 
but that's part of the roadshow. You may have that person in Oklahoma City. Is that person in Oklahoma City going to be there every single night? Could they be there every night if they were a big Thunder fan? Of course, that's the whole base of sports. Supposed to be the base of professional sports. To give your money every single night to come out and watch your home team play. Yes, there are certain days where big time people show up and there's more people want to see that. It's been that way forever. But you want people to come out and see your team. And the NBA, I think, has a bit of a problem with that, where it's become a traveling road show. When LeBron was in Miami, you had him, you had Dwayne Wade, you had Chris Bosh. Hey, the Heat are coming to town. Come and get your tickets. Hell, we talked about it. The, the Clippers were famous for it. Hey, it's, it's professional basketball, and hey, look who's coming to town. You can't get to the Laker game. Here's the Clippers game, and you know who's coming to town. Here comes Michael Jordan. He's taking on the Clippers. I know you can't get into a you can't get into the game on Sunday because he's taking on the Lakers, but you know it's a back to back, so he's playing here on Tuesday, and so we'll end up watching him on Tuesday. You can come over here to the Clippers game. They did that forever there. Ends up being a horrible analogy because of the type of owner that guy is, but that's the way that a lot of teams are starting to run it. And the NBA has big problems with that. Not just this. They have big problems with the lack of faith in your own organization as a winner. Sports fans still want to be sports fans, at least I think, still want to be sports fans and want to be fans of their team and want them to win. The regular person wants to have some interest, some rooting interest in their local team. If you're a Detroit sports fan, you want to have some local interest in the Pistons, not just when the Lakers come to town, not just when other teams come to town. You want to be a Pistons fan. And so the Pistons, or the NBA, really needs to try to figure out some way, and their whole deal is to never have a lockdown, but you have to figure out some way to get people in that building that want to believe in your team. Because there's already the fear when a guy like Zion goes to New Orleans that, hey, he might be here four years, he might be here seven years, but he's on his way out. And so now I have this very short amount of time to get a guy to play at this level when we know that usually rookies and and first and second year and third year and fourth year guys don't really usually play at that level. Superstars don't even play at that level. I'm supposed to maximize some sort of an output in New Orleans for for him? I don't think the timeline's going to match up. So the NBA has bigger problems than that. And so if you're an owner, in the future, I think it could be better. This could be better. Your players leading the cause, leading the charge can be better because – I think that we are starting to see a watershed moment in America do bringing this situation in. I, I do think we are seeing a watershed moment in America where we are pushing back the old and going to something in the future. And there will be something in the future that we figure is, is, is normal and the way things ought to be and the way things should be, and we'll push back that and say that that's messed up and we'll push forward. In the future, this may be better. For the right now, it's going to be very tough. But we have seen a couple of ownership groups go out there. David wants to see more. More than fair to do that. And we're seeing that not just in in the NBA, but also in Major League Baseball and in professional football right now. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Bucks Magic later on today, 3.30. B.J. Armstrong, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about players walking out, what their next plans are, what owners' plans should be. He's an agent. We'll talk a little bit about free agency, 12.40 p.m. Eastern, that coming up. Real quick before we get back to the phones. Pierno. Yes, Ken. What's this old house? Tell me what this old house is. Well, house renovations, right? Why couldn't you say that before? Did you look it up on the internet before we came back on air, and that's what you, that's what you're doing right now? 
Did I not tell you there was a, there's, like, oh, there was a lot of forever. seasons? It was, you know, 1970s, right? Which is yes, yes, yes. Bob Vila, technically yes, even though Norm Abram does all the work. I told Pierno today that the last I've loved this show since I was a kid, and I'm not kidding you because my father watched it and he still does. Um, this old house has a channel on one of these apps on my phone I didn't know about until this week. And so I've been watching like crazy. I don't know who to pick as my favorite. Richard's great. Tom's great. Kevin's the host. You can't pick Kevin O'Connor as the host. You can't do that. Like you, are, you, you can pick him as a host, obviously. You can't pick him as your favorite. Roger Cook, he just seems so down to earth. They're all good. Norm Abram. Norm Abram seems to be a little fussy, though. That's the only thing about him. And I wanted to get real quick, Pierno, I wanted to get my brother-in-law a gift. I wanted to give him a signed picture of, of Norm Abram, and he already had the picture signed by Norm Abram. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Got to figure it out. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up in just about 20 minutes. Yeah, we'll talk. I'll, I'll get into this Big Ten thing because it just – folks, it doesn't make any sense. And Bill Bender going to join me here in just about an hour. The NBA, if, if when I get people who all last week, wow, I'm done with the NBA. I'm done with the NBA. Guys, I'm done with the NBA. Then I listen to the network, and I can't hear DA's show, even though DA's fabulous, and I mean that sincerely. But I listen to him calling to Gelb, and I listen to call him to JR late at night because I never sleep. Ah, I can't believe – it's the same callers calling in me up on Saturday saying – I was done with the NBA, been a fan, and now done. And then they're saying now they're done with the NBA. You've been watching. You've been paying attention. Somebody's been paying attention. Have somebody else sending me tweets? Ken, you got to worry about these players. You guys, you sit there and you defend these players. They have to play for you. You're listening to the show right now. You're tweeting the show right now. And I, I cannot help but say... If if you're on, if you're on the quote unquote other side, which I think a lot of people are kind of somewhere in the middle, I, I want to understand where I live personally. I have a black man who lives on the left of me. I have a police officer who lives on the right of me. I can't claim to walk a mile in either of their shoes. That is quite literally where I live, and I think a lot of us are probably a little bit there. I want to understand my neighbor to the left, and I want to understand my neighbor to the right, because I think both people right now think that when they get in the car and leave, they may never come home. And they're both pretty nervous about the situation. And so I try to understand, and I I do believe that uh, the, the majority of Americans are probably, I hope that, like me. Hey, let's, can we, can we, can we come together on something here? I don't like seeing this on my television. I don't like seeing this. I don't like hearing this. I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like having to hear about people being shot and killed and 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 people being shot seven times. And yeah, you know what? From what I'm reading here, and I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I don't want to go off on everything I read on the internet because half of it I think is fake anymore. But from what I'm reading, yeah, the guy and a great guy doesn't mean he needs to be shot seven times. And yeah, I don't know why he's going back to his car either because I've seen the Georgia Highway Patrol video myself. That's terrifying in its own right. So I, we got to find, folks, there is going to have to be some sort of medium. We, one side is not going to win. In this quote-unquote argument, this fight, there's going to have to be a medium. Not even happy. There has to be something that meets in the middle where we live as Americans and we push forward on this. 
forward. Because I can't keep going back and doing this. It loses steam every time. We did this in June. We're doing this now in in late August, early September. What are we going to do this fall? What are we going to do next year? There has to be some progress at some time. So if, if it takes athletes, if it takes cuddle millionaires saying something and, and, and walking off the floor in a boycott for the evening, no, I didn't expect them to quit their jobs. I wouldn't expect you to quit your job either. Then fine. Yes. If I start to get the message that way, then, then we'll be better. Then we will be better. Because I don't have to agree. I have to understand. I don't have to fully 100% join your side. I have to be able to understand a little bit of what you're going through. And that's both with black men in America and with the police. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Back to the phones. Uh, Gunner, Appleton, Wisconsin. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Morning. Pot of coffee in and rolling today. Um, just some, Just a thought as I've been going around today. We have pro sports in America. It's not just America. It is global. And we're preaching social injustice here in America. Okay, yes, absolutely. Now, we can walk off the court. We can skip a practice. We can, we can have these meetings. What is it going to get done? I, I don't know. But I want more. I want you to say, hey, we're globally connected. So... Let's look, where, where is our stuff? Where, what am I endorsing? Where are my products that I'm endorsing? Where are they made? Where are they being sold? Start over there also. I mean, country X, Y, Z, whatever oh, you want oh, to say. Oh, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, stay with me. Stay with me. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I brought this up last time, and I'm glad you thought of it this time because I, I don't want to leave this out there. The NBA, definitely, I don't care. And people could say, well, all of a sudden, the right decided that they cared about China all of a sudden. Done it me to make it any better. No, the NBA does need to address what's going on because if you're letting guys throw wing basketballs at kids' heads and you say, well, that's their custom over there, I'm sorry, but this is what we do here. This is the NBA. This is supposed to be a global practice, and anybody in the NBA knows that that's wrong too. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, it's, no, that, it's that's a, a good I mean, point. It's, it's go a ahead. double standard. I won't accept my check here, but wherever else my stuff is, I get my endorsements, wherever it's made, blah, 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 and it's across all sports. Even even Mr. Kaepernick, go to Phil Knight at Nike saying, hey, where this is being made, I don't agree with what they're doing. And take it even a step further. What, I, what can I we do to bring this, production or whatever I, back here in an area where we could use you know, jobs for, and make a program? For people, I mean, like not to pick on Detroit, but say the city of Detroit, work with those people there. I mean, that there's so much more that could be done than just and, and the double standard. I mean, I, I'm sorry that it's frustrating, no, it, but it, it, it's okay. You could, you, I mean, you, it, it doesn't matter. You're trying to make a point, and I'm getting your point. And Gunner, thank you very much for the call. No, they they have to address that, and I am glad Gunner did bring it up because you cannot, you can, and you have been. We we can bring up the the problems that we have here, but there also needs to be problems that are addressed overseas. At least when you're a company that is, when you're an entity, when you're an entity that is truly a global brand, you have to pay attention to everything that you're doing. And that is a huge thing that's there. I cannot sit here and deny it. Now, we want to take care of ourselves first. Yes. Do we want to take care of of each other here first? Yes. But we also want to have that outreach there. Because I tell you what, if 
if I were to look at the NBA and the NBA goes, you know what, you guys are right. We're going to pay attention to what's going on here in China. We can't have this. The whole kids being abused over there in our basketball camps need to end. This whole problem that we're having in Hong Kong, that needs to end. We need to do better with this. We need to be a better entity with this. Then, yes, that does go a little bit further. That does go a little bit further, 100%. But when you also have a lot of people who still make a lot of money, there will be people who are worried about that. And so it's a very delicate issue because, first, I think that, yes, we need to focus on ourselves. Then, once we get this taken care of, and I don't think there's every, any point where we, quote-unquote, magically get it taken care of, but once we start to really feel as if we've made some progress, and I don't know when that time comes, if we start to feel like we've made some progress there, then we branch that out. It's what we've been doing in our entire existence. We try to branch that out. But I can't say it's one-sided. There's both. There's two sides to it. And I think that a lot of Americans look at it and say, I see what this side's saying. I try to see what this side's saying. I do not see what this side's saying. Where can we meet in the middle on this? Joe in Oregon, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go! Good morning, Ken. How are you today? Wonderful, Joe. Wonderful. Go ahead, friend. So I feel kind of the way you're saying. I'm I'm stuck in the middle. I've got friends of color, and I've got family and friends who are involved with law enforcement. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing I said when Kaepernick kicked the knee four years ago when somebody reached out, he says, as a veteran, how do you feel about what's going on in the NFL? And I said, I raise my hand to support and defend the Constitution, and that includes freedom of speech. And I can't criticize – I feel that I can't criticize someone's way to protest or have freedom of speech because I would respect, I would want them to respect my freedom of speech all the same. Mm-hmm. So that's how I personally feel. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say about the uh, NBA numbers and you know people saying they're leaving and not coming back to your point that you were talking about earlier, I think it's a bigger deal now with the social media stuff. But when I was working on my master's degree in sports management. You know, I was doing research in various sports venues, and the NBA numbers have been going down slightly over the last couple of years. Oh, there's no and denial And talking with one of my friends and I, we sort of agree that because there's no parity in the league, you got all these teams that are creating super teams like the Lakers and the Raptors and now the Clippers and, you know, Houston. They're all, you know, trying to get the best players, and you got teams in the – primarily in the East this year in the West that consistently make the postseason at seven or eight with losing records and there's no parity. And then you got teams like Memphis, as we saw a few years ago when, Oh, come see the Cavs because LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love are coming to town. And then they sat out. So then these people in Memphis felt gypped because they didn't get, they didn't get uh, their money's worth on who they were hoping to see. And you you see where I'm stuck with it here, Joe, because my first thought is, well, look at Golden State. Golden State's State's built. That was a built team. I mean, they drafted Draymond Green in the second round, and Klay Thompson was the most improved player, and Steph Curry was seventh overall. And, hell, they're sitting there with the number two pick right now. But when I have them taking on who? A guy who does go barnstorming now. He's been on three uh, three separate franchises, three separate franchises. Uh, who feels as if he's a Barnstorm? Well, yeah, three separate. Gosh, I get the the two times even in Cleveland mixed up there. 
when you have people going from from city to city, I think that yeah, you're, there's a question of parity. And when I look at the NFL, and, and Joe, thank you very much for the call because I know we got to get out here very soon. If I see the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, there's no fear that Patrick Mahomes is going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City fans feel that he will be there for the rest of his career or while he's durable enough to play and play at a high level. Same thing with Baltimore. They feel that they have their quarterback situation set in a lot of other places. And it's the most important position, so they they have a buy-in. And they're not the biggest cities in the world. Yet if I'm in one of the flyover cities, those, those markets need fans too. And I can give you Golden State, except that team was built, but who joined that team? Kevin Durant, who's already on another team. And so there's very little buy-in. There's very little joining to that. And there have been times where, if you bring up Kevin Durant as an example, I think what the players did the other day was a pretty strong thing to do. But when we've seen Kevin Durant through history, what, you're arguing with 14-year-olds on the Internet? That does seem a bit petulant, does it not? So that's been a little bit of history to it. So the NBA, it's 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 not just this. This is why I kind of scoff about this is the problem with the NBA. I really don't think this is the problem with the NBA. They'll take a hit here. 100% they'll take a hit here. But for the future, it could be better. They have bigger issues that they have to deal with in terms of what they need to do to continue to be a profit-driven sport. Just under an hour, Bill Bender up next. The Big Ten's getting sued now. Boy, I can't imagine if they decide to go back and play in the fall. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 